what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately, a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you amazing human beings who tune in every single week. And you guys are awesome. You guys are, you know, I was, as I, so I riff this intro like every single time. I know I'm like one, this is like one of the last, I'm one of the last people on the earth that actually do this. But, um, you know, you guys, you're artists, you know, you're outside of the box and you're the anti-status quo. You guys are wanting to go the distance in something greater that is yourself. And I love you guys for that. It actually really means a lot. The, and the amount of people that reach out because of the podcast is incredible. So thank you for being here. For my newer folks that are here, it's nice to meet you. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, as all the rest of the audience would tell you, you can reach out to me at Matt Goddessman on Instagram. I do answer every text and DM and reply and response that I see that I can do to my best of my abilities. And I've done so for a long time because it is a community and I'd love to hear from you. Um, also, thank you everybody for the ratings and reviews on Apple and Spotify. It really means a lot. Please, if you haven't done so already, do so. It just means the world to me. And I'm just really grateful that you're here. And for the newer folks, I always say um, we're not going to we're a different kind of podcast. We're not going to glamorize and glorify success and entrepreneurship and you know all these things. But we definitely have a lot of amazing guests who are artists and entrepreneurs and coaches and CEOs and innovators and doers and hustlers and you know hustle in the good sense, not in the traumatic grind them out to the detriment of your health sense. <laughs> but people who believe in building something of value, whether it's their first venture, their fifth venture, their 50th venture, they're in it, they're on it. And the reason we have really great conversations is so you can see that we're no different than you. You're no different than us, we're no different than you. Everybody goes through stuff, everybody is on their own personal development in becoming who they are while they're building on something that they believe in or their body of work. And that's what we focus on. And so I have another great guest this week and we're going to be talking about cancel culture, which is, you know, um, obviously spoken about quite heavily over the last couple of years. Um, everybody uh, that listens to this po uh, podcast knows I will not, I do not, I will never do politics, period, end of story. I won't, I won't do it. Um, I won't because I don't ever want to focus on sides, division, who said what, um, the fact of the matter is, is that like as individuals on this planet, we are all here in acts of service and in public service, we are in public service in a multitude of different ways, whether it be our art, whether it be our, our work, whether it be, um, institutional work, like, right. You know, work at the highest levels that are supposed to, to serve. Um, and you know, media has done its thing. And so we're not going to focus on that, but, uh, I have an amazing guest, Nicole Frolic, who is an intuitive life coach. And when we talk about cancel culture, we're kind of talking about it more from a, you know, authentic leadership in the face of it, right? And almost uh, dismantling it in the process and having a very real and loving conversation and honest conversation about these types of things because cancel culture serves nobody. It never has, it never will. Um, you cannot force opinions onto people. You cannot force other people to want to think, feel, and act the same way you do. That's not how growth 
works. That's not how empathy works. That's not how confidence and leadership work. None of that, that, that none of that does, you know? And so we're going to have a very, very, very real conversation. Um, Nicole is a, a dear friend of mine and we were talking about this, uh, recently on a phone call and she's like, you want to have that convo? I'm like, you know what? Let's have that convo. <laughs> and so just quick background. She's an intuitive life coach specializing in inner child healing and building deeper intimate connections with self and others. What a time to be alive. <laughs> she's going to be very busy for at least the next 50 years. Um, she hosts her own weekly podcast, Enlighten Up, and I've been so fortunate to be a guest on. And through her Alchemy Academy, you can find a variety of online courses designed to help you deepen your spiritual connection, heal your inner child, harmonize your masculine and feminine energies. We've talked about that. And advance your growth from linear development into quantum leaps that are logarithmic in nature. And her wisdom comes from life experiences, which that's what I love more than anything. Acquired walking the pathless path. And her gifts are designed to help you establish your internal pathway to answers and solutions you seek while developing and integrating your intuition. It's how you give you more accurate internal GPS system, right? So, um, Nicole, thank you. I love, by the way, I love uh, life experiences acquired. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That comes at our age. <laughs> I know it does. It really does. Um, thank you for being here. You know, I, we've had a lot of really great conversations uh, on your podcast, on the phone, on Zooms. You've been very gracious too when I've gone on tears. So <laughs> I really appreciate you. And we'll do another one, I'm sure, today. Uh, I mentioned before the show, the first question is the only one that's the same. H how, how do we get here? What, you know, you can go as far back in the story as you want. Um, and uh, which I think it'll apply. I know it'll apply very great context to when we're talking about, hey, let's talk about authentic leadership so we can kind of dismantle what's happening in, in this kind of this. this. It's funny even saying cancel culture itself feels so like wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, I'd love to, you know, you to share your story with the, the audience. Thank you. And um, thanks for having me on the show. I always love talking to you, Matt. And I'm a huge fan of your work because you. you are a very important voice in our community right now. Thank you. Uh, my story, like it, it really, it goes back to when I was five, but I didn't know it went back to when I was five until only a few years ago. But I've always, you know, I've been in, I've always been interested in spiritual development and growth since I was a teenager. And I've always liked kind of going to the beat of my own drum. And I've made a lot of choices in my life that aren't typical of what I think most people would choose for themselves, just because they kind of go, they color way outside the lines of what society tells you the path is to take for your life. And so, you know, when I was 16, I did an exchange program in Switzerland, which just for three months, I lived there and it totally opened up my whole world. And I realized there was so much to see. There's so much to learn. I love learning about new cultures. And so that kind of started to really open me up to different things. I got into meditation after that trip in Europe and I kind of started just meditating on my own. I've had a series of different health issues along the way that started when I was 20, uh, where I sought out um, help from a naturopath who not only helped me overcome it within six months, but introduced me to past life regression, started teaching me how to use light therapy um, to actually like breathe light into my body to just work with energy. And so I kind of got into all of that really early on in my life. And I started off as a massage therapist. And one of the really unique gifts that I realized I had that I didn't, I didn't understand fully until later on in life was 
you know, when you go to the hairstylist and, you know, the hairstylist becomes a therapist, you know, you tell them your whole life story. They listen to everyone's what's going on. Well, the same thing happened to me as a massage therapist. And I was 23 when I started working. And so within the first six months of me working, I had clients who were in their forties and fifties opening up to me about their marriage issues, divorce issues, child issues. And here I am giving them the advice that I feel is going to be most helpful to them. And the response I got without, without fail was, how do you know all this stuff? You're only 23. Like, where do you, where did you learn all of this? And to me, I started my self healing journey at 20 with my natural path. And I committed to it every month. And some people were spending their money on other things. I was spending my money on my healing journey. And Fast forward to when I was 31, I decided to quit my job and I had gone from like serious hustle mentality, worked without a vacation for five years. And I'm like, I need a break. I need to, there's, I just feel like I don't know who I am. I don't, I need to know who I am and just discover myself. And so I went backpacking by myself through Costa Rica, Panama for a few months. I traveled to Bali. I went through like the States. I did a whole bunch of different traveling. And through that journey, I started to reconnect to um, the really hidden parts of myself, my own darkness, uh, the parts of myself that I didn't want to see, the parts of myself that I thought were my weakness, uh, all started to come to the surface. And I started to realize that my, as someone who was very used to masculine energy, I was very comfortable in my masculine energy. I started to realize that my feminine energy was actually my superpower. And I had to learn how to soften. I had to learn to be okay with the unknown. I had to learn to be okay with going with the flow and not having a plan. I had to learn what it was like to walk the pathless path. And that is how I learned. Literally, I want to say 90% of everything that I teach now. It all came from my own experience. And I pushed myself out of my comfort zone to experience things that my mind told me I didn't need to know. Uh, it was pointless. Like all these things that, you know, your ego will try to convince you is not necessary in your life. And it's because it's uncomfortable and I had to go there. And so I, you know, did that journey fast forward now into my forties. A few years ago, uh, I started to, I had an experience where I, I was um, literally at uh, an appointment, you know, like uh, females have to go and get checked, you know, and so I was there at the gynecologist and routine checkup. And right before she came in, I started freaking out. I started freaking out. I started crying. I started feeling like, why am I scared? Why do I feel like I'm six years old? Why do I not want to be alone? Why do I want my mom and dad here with me? And I, I couldn't understand what was going on. I'm like, had literally felt like I was having an out-of-body experience because I could see myself saying, Cole, you've done this before. There's nothing wrong. It's a female doctor coming in. Like everything's okay. And I finally got it together right before she came in. But when I left there, you know, I was like, something's going on. And I connected with one of my healers who I deeply trust. And one of the only ones I trust working with and started to realize that there may have been some sexual abuse in my childhood. And when I went into meditation, I connected with my inner child because I 
inner child is like one of the cornerstones of my work, like doing that work. My inner child literally taught me how to do inner child work so I can help others. And she let me know that something happened to us when I was about five or six years old. And through working with her, I discovered who it was. Uh, it was someone distant in the family and it happened one time, but what it did was it opened me up on how to heal the trauma response that happens through not feeling safe, having your power taken away, and also not feeling able to express yourself freely, not knowing like if you're allowed to have these feelings or not have these feelings, because I was told don't tell anyone, you know, like this is our little secret. And I was afraid that if I told my parents that uh, there would be a huge problem, which I know if my dad had found out, there would have been a very big problem. And I didn't want to cause any grief in the, in the family. And so I just learned to keep quiet. And all of this kind of really, I, I learned how to heal this very quickly. And I actually did it very openly on my YouTube channel. And I took people through my own healing journey in real time, literally while I was processing stuff still, which some people might think is not appropriate. But for me, it was also an exploration of my own vulnerability and learning how to not just connect with myself, but allow others to deeply connect with me without feeling like I needed to be something or someone else for them. And it was one of the biggest moments, I think, in my business development, where all of a sudden I had an outpouring of people coming, or I should say an inpouring of people coming to me to help them heal their sexual trauma and work with me. And I realized through this all that vulnerability, intimacy, deeper connections, it's so important to our ability to heal and to understand one another and to understand ourselves. And we're lacking that in our society right now. And cancel culture doesn't allow for any of that to happen. Oof. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing all of that too openly. And, you know, I know it's been part of your journey sharing it, but uh, with my audience um, and, you know, healing is such a, it's like a, it's a beautiful process. And, um, you know, sometimes I remind people, Mike, we heal so we can move. Um, versus heal. And then sometimes, you know, people probably come to you where they heal, but they stay, they can they stay stuck in a trauma loop. It's like, cause it's like, well, how'd that happen? And then, oh, then, then they figure out something else about themselves and they're like, oh, and then maybe I allowed like guilt and all these other things. It's like, listen, no, becoming aware of it, understanding it, changing it, and now moving differently, moving forward frees yeah. you. It frees you, you know? So, and I also like the fact that I like that you brought up, you know, feminine is your superpower. Um, I can't stress that enough. Um, the wisdom and intuition of a woman, of what they are naturally born with and what they bring in as a power, in, like in internally, you don't need data. You have your intuition and that internal wisdom and guidance and that go with the flow um, is vital and it's needed, especially for men. Uh, for the world, <laughs> you know, in a lot of ways, from a standpoint of like the balance between, um, you know, uh, doing the work and letting go. <laughs> Life is yeah. about doing work and letting go at the same time. And so, yeah, so I love that you brought that up. And, um, you know, we can dive right into the idea of cancel culture. Um, because, you know, I, I, would I have, basically kind of come to terms with with the idea is like what you have is 
individuals are wanting to be heard and they're finally finding a way to express but haven't necessarily understood maybe the responsibility in you know it's just basically i'm opening up and i want everybody to listen and i want everybody to address it and it's like well okay it's great to open up but you got to address it because everybody's having a different experience and what you're experiencing came isolated from your sets of experiences and by the way it could have been absolutely on repeat and that can be actually your entire world and your entire truth for however many years that's true that can be that mm -hmm. but it doesn't make it mine and doesn't make it hers and his and theirs and all of everybody and so i think that people are wanting to like use their voice to express whatever it is they're feeling inside yet it's only the beginning and they haven't maybe fully started working with what am I actually feeling inside? Where does it come from? Why do I have this perspective? Where was that actually built from? Just, you brought it up. You just said, it. it's like, well, these things happened when I was a child. I didn't even really know that that was actually going on or that that happened or that that made me feel this certain way. And, you know, and then maybe that was why I was making decisions the way I was making decisions. Maybe that's why I had the experiences that I had, but why is it that I had that experience, but those people didn't have that experience. And now we're gonna argue that, you know, you're right and that's true and that's not true. And it's like, and you're watching everybody fight and you're like, don't you all realize you all have a different path from your soul and all have a different life period, right? And so it's, you know, I would love for you to, you know, go in from there <laughs> before I go on more of a tear. Well, it's true. We all have an individual journey. We're all connected, right? We're all connected. We all come from the same place. Uh, we all have that connection to source, God, the creator, mm -hmm. but we also are individuals and we're here to operate from our own unique blueprint to make this world better. And how I come at it and how you come at it and how someone else comes at it are going to be likely very different ways, you know, but I think we're all trying to get to the same place, but we're going to come at it from different perspectives that are uh, created from our own experiences and journeys that we've had. And those are necessary because there are people in this world who are going to absolutely relate with that. And there are going to be people who absolutely don't. And the people that relate to it are going to need to hear your voice. And the people who don't relate to it could hear your voice and could actually learn from it if they were open-minded enough. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to learn in the same way that someone who relates to you will. And so there's always a learning experience open to, to that. And I think we have to understand our own individuality and honor that individualism, but also know that we're all connected as well. And we're here to work cohesively with one another as opposed to in opposition. So and I think from my experience, what I've realized and um, just kind of to touch on like, um, um, when we uh, use, uh, what's it called? <laughs> I'm just drawing a blank right now. But it's it's when we don't want to uh, allow someone to express themselves in the absolute way they need to express themselves because it's inappropriate. You know, um, it starts with a P. Why, why am I like totally, um, it starts with a P. We have a word for it. It'll come. It'll, it'll, and you know what'll happen is it'll come like when we're like talking. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, uh -huh, that's the word. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So, but it's basically like, oh, you PC, okay? Mm. PC culture. Right. So, you know, like you have to make everything comfortable for everyone else because you can't offend someone in what you say. And you absolutely want to be responsible with your words. Absolutely. But there are times where someone just needs to express themselves and needs to be heard fully. When we talk about what intimacy is, you know, intimacy is the ability to fully respond to another and vice versa, right? And it's to be allowed to fully be oneself without the fear of any restrictions. And I think what we're so scared of is that if someone expresses them fully, that we tend to make it about us when it has nothing to do with us. It's about that person being able to express themselves. And I think that perhaps it's time that we start to get comfortable with the fact that certain people need to say certain things and it's not going to come out nice. It's probably going to come out really messy. It may even sound really ugly and it may even hurt your feelings but it's not necessarily intended to hurt your feelings. I I find, and I see this a lot with, with men, and especially in the masculine energy, is that, you know, obviously men don't know how to express themselves fully. To be quite fair, in the recent um, years, in this last decade for sure, there's been a lot of hijacking of the masculine energy to not allow them to do anything. Like nothing's permissible. You know, like you you have to walk on eggshells as a man. You, you, it's not even just what you do, what you say. And if someone isn't allowed to express themselves fully, anger, resentment starts to build inside. Now you Now you realize, oh, my feelings don't matter. And you actually end up disconnecting with those feelings. And if you disconnected with those feelings, you don't have any awareness of where they are coming from, why you're feeling the way you do. And so it starts to just become a complete confusion and clusterfuck internally for anyone. Um, and so when the man maybe tries to go and express himself and it maybe comes out in an outburst and it sounds really awful, I am much more comfortable actually now, now because I've become a lot more comfortable with myself, I'm a lot more comfortable letting someone completely go on a rant, say whatever they need to say so that I can understand them. I may not agree with them, but at least I know where you're coming from. And if we don't allow people to express themselves fully, we'll never truly understand where they're coming from and where it all stems from. Again, just because you're listening to someone and giving them full uh, time and space to express themselves fully doesn't mean you have to agree with them. 100%. Right? But it's about hearing someone out. We all have a wound of needing to be seen and needing to be heard. And the more that we start to respect and honor that within each and every one of us, I feel like there's a lot of healing that can come in um, our society and, and as our culture to like really shift our culture. I got a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would. I knew you would. I, I, lo I love. I love what you're saying, and um, you know, I want to expand on a couple of things. Um, you know, and by the way, anybody listening, when she said PC, politically correct, you know, making everybody feel comfortable, um, and that's why you're seeing businesses and institutions and schools and everybody like maybe making decisions that you're like, wait, what? It's because they're trying to like appease the masses versus doing the right thing sometimes. Um, when I agree with you that everybody needs to express themselves. 
that's that and and we're watching it what we're also seeing is that certain people expressing themselves is triggering other people expressing themselves it's triggering other people expressing themselves it's triggering and because they're all a lot of it coming from different places we see how the division can kind of come from that and i always tell people i'm like yes we have to express ourselves respectfully mm-hmm. we if we're given the forum and the opportunity to speak about how we're feeling we must also remember that's how we are feeling and maybe others are not and that i cannot expect others to automatically have to change everything for me self-reliance comes from god self-reliance comes from self comes from from soul comes from creator it nobody will ever do anything the way you want them to do it fully that's the beauty of you being here that's the beauty of creating your own life and so we cannot expect everybody automatically to drop what they're doing and saying all right therefore because you're dealing with this i automatically have to change my ways for you so i think that people have to they have to know like the responsibility of i'm given the form to express myself and then there's a responsibility on the other side to say listen thank you for sharing that um to your point i may not relate I may not go through that. I may not even have that perspective or even have dealt with that or see that. But thank you for sharing that so I can understand, like you said, where you're coming from and what you're dealing with. Okay. And then if both sides are naturally inquisitive, they're going to ask questions like, how did that happen? Mm. Huh? I had never actually gotten that far. Like, why don't we have a conversation with that? Now, I haven't dealt with that, but I'd like to hear. Maybe there's somewhere else in my life that I can relate. Mm-hmm. See, now we're having conversations and we're connecting versus like me automatically because I haven't dealt with that, assuming that like, that's your problem. Like, well, yeah, of course. And I got my problems. <laughs> so I like the idea of, okay, how did that happen? Well, this mm-hmm. happened and that happened and this happened. It's like, okay, like I see, I, I got it. You know, I never actually had those things. Like, well, what happened with you in your life? Well, here's how I was treated. Like, oh, wow, I've never actually experienced that. You're like, yeah, like, oh, people like that exist? Yeah, like, people treated me like this, but it was really good. And they're like, huh, like, does that change your perspective a little bit that there might be something else out there? Well, why did this always happen to me? Like, let's talk about why does that always happen to you? What could you change in the process? Mm-hmm. See, so like now we start to have conversations. And then the other part you were brought up about men expressing themselves. Woo! Oh, oh, um, I'm a man who expresses myself. I can also relate to the fact that the space got muddied for a long time on opening up about certain things without being judged. Mm -hmm. And that I think came generationally, not within my household. I have very expressive parents. (laughs) God bless. (laughs) I think they were both a blessing and a curse in that way. (laughs) You know, they're like, do it, son. Um, But um, to your point, I think the space was not always, you know, generationally was like, buck up, just deal with it, just that, just this. And um, the feminine women wanted men to open up for a very long time. But at the same time, society was changing. And so as men started opening up, but also women were changing and their roles and their dynamic were changing, the response to men expressing was not as easy as any of my female listeners listening might think. 
Mm -hmm. I remember saying things and it being met with like not the grace and the beauty of the feminine, but being more like, you know, like really opposite, almost kind of masculine in a way. And you're just like, I, know, I was like, going to say, what did like, I tell you? Like, just fuck, fuck yeah, up. Like, like yeah. yeah, shake it off. Or like, um, yeah. well, you know, what if it doesn't work out in a year? Like, I remember, I remember there's a gal who said that to me years ago when we were kind of dating, not kind of, we were dating. And it was after my divorce. She's like, what if it doesn't work out like in a year? Like with your, what you're building? I'm like, thanks for the support. You know, and uh, and I was like, it's it's gonna be fine, whatever. And then she was like, well, I don't get what it is you do. No, here, I'll, all right, I'll tell the audience. She's like, I don't yeah. get I don't get what it is that you do. And I'm like, you know, because I was digital a business strategist, but digital and building all my own stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, if I were a neurosurgeon, <clears throat> would you know what I do? And she goes, well, yeah, you'd be a brain surgeon. I'm like, that's not what I said. If I was a neurosurgeon, what do I do? How do I do it? And she's like, well, I don't really know how a brain doctor works. I'm like, no, but you know what title. So because you know the title and you can associate that to an external quant like quantitative metric, you're judging me. At least I'm feeling judged. Now, I also had some things going on with me as well, too. And I didn't have, sure. to, I didn't have to take it that way either. I had to still keep growing my own and be like, oh, she's just worried. It's something she doesn't understand get it got it so you know it's that's what i'm saying there's always like this this duality happening she was just nervous she didn't understand and so but i didn't really feel like you know it's like the space that's created to allow people to express and to your exact point be heard so you can understand the context and then deal with that accordingly versus being so quick to bring your own fears worries ideology whatever into it and be like oh okay like I get you like, all right, so this is what you're trying to do. And this is where you're trying to go and, and all this other stuff, by the way, I did. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, it's like, so I, um, men, and I had this conversation the other day with a, with a, a good friend of mine and I was giving him, you know, I said, listen, as men, we have to be leading men, period. Mm -hmm. We have to be as honest as possible in every dealing we do, no matter how much somebody does not want to hear it. You have to be honest. And when you cultivate such, and, and you behave like the, the values that you believe in, that are strongest to you, and you lead from that place, and you're honest, that then safe, it makes the space safe. Uh, with him, we were talking about relationships. I said, where a woman can fully surrender herself because she's trusting her life with you. And once she can fully surrender herself and trust her life with you, she now rises even further and faster in her own superpowers that she was already come to earth with because she's not mothering or managing a man that's not like leading or making decisions, you know, from a, a, an honest ethical place and, and all this. And, and he's like, wow, like, you know, it's, it's true. And I was like, we need each other. You know, and I get an audience members like in any type of relationship, all right? Like, I'm just, I'm, Nicole and I are just relating for our, for where we come from, you know, but like in any kind of relationship, but like you have to have somebody, you know, leading um, in, a, in a way that is trusting so both parties can constantly, you know, independently rise and co-contribute, right? So, you know, when you make that span, I was like, and a woman will make it safer and safer. I was like, we need them to make it safe for us as men to like actually express. Like they have a very huge role. When they are in their feminine, they like they try to understand. In fact, they they can check us in a way that's like, damn, I love you, thank you. Like <laughs> that's what I was looking for. 
we have to also be able to listen. And again, this goes back to the whole cancel culture thing. It's like, because the, the fundamental issue is I have to be able to express, I have to be able to listen, I have to be able mm -hmm. to be open, I have to be able to give, and I have to be able to receive. Yeah. Welcome to being a soul embodying a human on this earth. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening. <laughs> no, and it's true. And I love that you're so, you, you, I love that you're so in tuned with the masculine energies and how much they're needed right now. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously as women and men, we embody both, but as, um, women, we our our strength comes from our feminine energies. And as men, your strength comes from your masculine energies. Like, and when you are harmonized in both, you can find a partner or anyone, even just in relationship to anyone in your life, who's also in harmony with them. You just, it's, it flows so much better. The connection is able to, to, uh, increase and go into places that it's never been able to go. And, you know, mass, the masculine energy is to create the container for the feminine to explore everything that's unknown, all of the abstract, right? All of the creativity, all of the, um, the darkness and the mystery. So when a woman feels like she has a safe container to hold space for her to do all that. Yep. It's like game on. Oh yeah. You know, I, I, I recognize that I have to be, I have to check myself sometimes that I don't go too much into my masculine energy when I am um, on dates and things like that. But what I will notice is that if a man isn't in his masculine energy with me, I tend to compensate by bringing up mine just to, to bring it in. And I don't want to have to compensate, you know, like it, it sucks for both of us. And when I know that the man is actually in his strength and, and as I know, he's leading from a place of confidence, he, I, I trust his decision-making. I trust his choices. You know, I know he's going to lead me in the right direction. Then I get to like relax and I get to bring in all that soft, nurturing, sweetness and loving energy. That's tender that, you know, makes a man just like feel really good about himself. Oh man. Oh, amen. Amen. Any lady listening, uh, just she's 100% right, by the way. And, you know, and in fairness, you're 100% right on the masculine side. I, you know, when I was having this conversation, I was saying, listen, we cannot, we cannot be wavering and we cannot be confusing. You have to have direction. You don't have to have all the answers. You have to be clear and honest and forthright and directional and, you know, um, and just standing in your in in your like you have to lead with integrity and when you do that like you're running a race like that that's that opens everything up i'm like and i said and i because I, I lead a men's group and i, I said i'm like to one of the other guys i was like listen really think about it someone is trusting their whole life with you they are trusting their life with you you like the decisions you're making do you like how you are making decisions and like and in all areas, you know, and no one said it's easy work. It makes sense work. You know what I mean? I'll tell you that. Like, and as I started doing more of that and realizing like leading from that place of, of like unwaveringness and that it, it developed a confidence because I'm clear and a woman can feel trusting of like, he knows who he is and he knows where he's going and I can support that. Like I can get behind, like that's somebody I can play the game of life and with. I, oh, women love that. Women you know love I mean? that. Yeah. You know, and I, I always use the, I don't know if we did this on your podcast, but I always use the, the Chicago Bulls. Did we ever talk about that? I like, don't know if we did. I don't think we did. So I have this thing, right? And I want to get your take on it. 
So the Chicago Bulls are one of my favorite all time. You know, Michael Jordan, um, when he won, you know, the um, uh, the championship with Scottie Pippen. I say with Scottie Pippen because before Scottie Pippen, he kept getting to the semifinals. He could not mm-hmm. get to the finals, to the to the seven game, you know, finals, right? With Scottie Pippen, his partner, he gets to, you know, the finals and they get to game seven. They lost 50% of the games to get there. That means they are losing half the time. And what do they do when they're losing as well as winning? They're constantly rolling back their tapes every night to look at how they can improve. Hey, Scotty, what's going on? Like your threes are off, man. Like, do you need me to make more threes for you right now? Or like what, you know, what's going on? Communicate, communicate with me. What's going on? I don't know. They're a little bit off. I'm going to keep trying like, all right, you know what? Go observe the tape, see how you can maybe like get the step a little bit back. I'm going to take a few extra shots to compensate, blah, 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 right? We're communicating. We're working in tandem with each other. But we're rolling our individual tape so we can co-contribute, you know? And that's how, you know, championships are won. And leadership is like about like, you know, stepping into that. I Like, I know where we're going. I know where I'm going. I know where we're going, you know, um, and constantly playing in that, you know, that role of like, um, we may lose half the time, but it's how we lose. It's the character development. It's like what we're yes. like, that's how we grow. That's how we master both ourselves and the game together. And um, so we have to obviously be fair in knowing that like, we have to be open and expressive and like, you know, communicative and all of these things. And we also have to be, as at least speaking from a man, sure. I am, but the only way I became so sure was from tapping in, you know, and I know that that was one of the topics you want to bring up was like, but from tapping in eternally, um, connecting to God, connecting to my soul and really by embodying the values and leading from a place of that and, and also getting very clear. Once I started getting very clear on what I wanted and I realized, you know, for a lot of men, we got in society a little wishy-washy, both men and women. Um, women got so used to hearing men not want to talk about marriage and commitment and all these other things. And so like they kind of, I think some, in my perspective, sort of kind of moving away that I, once I started being very clear on that a few years ago, it was interesting to watch women be like, Oh, oh. I'm like, you don't like talking about marriage. Like I actually started throwing it back and they're like, I mean, uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I could be open. And I was like, well, maybe you're not ready for that yet. And it was interesting to watch the, and that was again, just my experiences, but I was like, this is actually really fascinating to watch what's happening here. I'm like, mm-hmm. interesting, you know, and then the clearer I was and the more I was moving in that energy, women were like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for telling me who you are and what you want. Thank you. And then we're just a matter of, are we each other's partner? Like, are we, are we meant for each other for life? And some really hard decisions. This is the other thing that from the advice and then I want to turn it over to you. And the advice that I gave to a friend was, I said, listen, um, the hardest thing to do what for me what i'm noticing is can you stay so high in your integrity and honesty that even if you have the mona lisa in front of you and i have a couple times but they're not my mona lisa they're not my queen but they are a queen mm-hmm. can you abide by your soul can you do what's right internally even if it means letting it go you know, and it was interesting to watch. And a couple women were like, you know, you know, how can that maybe be? So you know, is, is that easy for you? And I said, it's the hardest thing as a man I have ever had to do. I was like, and I, I now finally get 
what living within my integrity at the highest level really means. It's the hardest thing I have ever had to do because there's still that fear of like, this is a queen, God. Like, what do you want from me? Like, you know, and, but, but when you know, when you're tapped into your soul, can you really abide by your soul if you just know? And you're like, you know, and that's hard because we already have people, just a lot of people just settling in general because like, well, it's really great on paper and it's really great in general. It's like, yeah, but at a soul level, if you know. Oh, there's so many know. places I can go here. Go, do it, okay. go. <laughs> so in order to be any leader, in order to, 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 be, to be a powerful leader, to be an effective leader, to be an authentic leader, you know, you have to be able to answer one very important question. And that is, who am I? And if you don't truly know who you are, Yes. You will never know why you are leading from the place that you are leading from, yes. why you are making the decisions you are making, why you are choosing certain people to work with you or not work with you. You won't know any of it. And when you talk about like leading with integrity and being able to lead from that part of your soul that just stays so connected to your truth, you know, in order to, to be able to do that, you have to know yourself and you have to respect yourself. And when, and the more you actually respect who you are, the easier it is to lead from integrity. But you can't respect yourself if you're not willing to look at all of you. Right. If you're only willing to respect the good parts of yourself and not the bad parts of yourself, because we all have it, we all have the uglier version of ourselves that is part of us. You know, one of the things I had to learn through my journey was self-acceptance. Mm. And until I got comfortable with being accepting of the parts of myself that I didn't like, that I thought were really ugly, you know, like for instance, I realized that, oh, wow, I actually am really competitive. And sometimes I get really aggressive in my leadership. And sometimes I actually use my power and throw it around in ways I maybe shouldn't. But what did I do? I went in and I dug deep as to why, why am I doing that? And I realized that, you know, abuse of power really came because someone took my power away at the age of five or six. Someone took my voice away at the age of five or six. And so now like here I am trying to compensate for the fact that that is missing and thinking I need to do the exact same thing to someone else. And so when I started to heal that and look at it and say, oh, wow, I don't want to say that's the part of me I don't want to like, let's just bury that and pretend it doesn't exist. No, instead I'm like, no, let me actually bring that part of me into my arms and give it a big fat fucking hug. <laughs> you know, let me like put some compassion into this person, this part of me, you know, and love that part of me because that's all of the wounded parts of us actually need the most love, but we, we tend to like deliver hatred or like rejection or abandonment. And actually we need to do the exact opposite. And so when I started to accept all those parts of me, it allowed me to heal those things, but it also allowed me to understand. And so now when I'm leading, I'm not leading from a place of, I need power. I already know what my power is. No one's going to take it away from me. I'm not going to give it away to anyone else. And so I think it's so important to know who you are. You know, when I talk about intimacy, and this is why I work a lot on intimacy, and it's where I'm going much more in my business development and career and how I'm helping people, is that I've, you know, recently after a psilocybin journey that I did, I uh, sat with the information that I saw in my journey, and I realized intimacy, there are three pillars. You need to feel safe. You need to have safety, you need to have knowing, and you need to have trust. 
Without those threes, you cannot have an intimate connection with yourself or with anyone else. You can't even have an intimate connection with God. Okay. And so you need to feel safe. You need to know yourself and you need to have trust. And so I had to build a a relationship with myself, build a, a safe environment for myself to heal. I had to know that I had my own back. I had to know that even when other people didn't have my back, I believed in myself because I knew who I was and I trusted the decisions I was making because I knew where they were coming from now. And so when you face cancel culture and you're trying to lead authentically and you're trying to deliver messages and ways of being, living, working, whatever it might be, because you believe it's going to be helpful to other people, other people aren't going to necessarily agree with you. And that's okay. That's okay. You know, like uh, having that is only helps us learn more. If I hear someone's opposition into what I'm doing, I'm like, okay, maybe there's something here I can learn. Maybe there's a way to tweak this, or maybe I'm not fully in alignment with what I'm doing, or maybe I feel like I am. And this person just isn't in the place to receive this right now. And so I think that it's so important to be able to lead from a place of knowing who you are, Mm-hmm. versus becoming the person they want you to be. Because if you are becoming the person they want you to be, they can never trust that you are delivering who you are. You're not showing up in your full breath of like what you are, who you are, mm-hmm. what your original blueprint and design that God gave you to deliver into this world. You're a people pleaser. And a people pleaser is the wound that actually is the, one of the trauma responses to cancel culture. Absolutely. I mean, because it applies to cancel culture, it it applies to your work, it applies to your relationships. You can't show up as who they want you to be. You have to show up as yourself. And that's a process. And when you show up as yourself, you're less likely to be like, you know, when you accept yourself, if others don't accept you, you're like, that's okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, not to, not to like, to, I'm not trying to simplify it, but I am, and it's funny because lately, no, it's true, it's so true, and, and everybody on on lately on my on my wall is like, it's funny, you make it actually, you simplify it. I'm like, it's actually simple. We it, everything is simple. It just got so complex first from ourselves and then from, you know, from the macro. It just got so energetically complex when it's actually very simple and we are the answer. All of ourselves are the answer. There was a, um, you know, I love what you're saying about safety, knowing, and trust. There was a gentleman online and I, I, I loved what he said and then I turned it into a Substack article. The most underrated form of intimacy is telling the truth. Mm. And, and, uh, and for anybody listening, not, well, it's my truth and therefore that's how it is. It's like, no, no, it's like, it's the raw honesty of, of things. Like, um, hey, I'm feeling this not putting it on you, but this is what I'm feeling. And, or, um, well, to break that down, and I, again, back to this conversation from the other day with this, with this guy, the, the good buddy of mine, you know, he's like, when did that change for you? And I said, it was a woman. I said, it was a woman five years ago. Um, you know, we know this person. And uh, I was like, when um, she, I was, uh, as a man, I was expressing myself. And she's like, what do you really want to say? <laughs> and, I, I got to say, uh, so if ladies, if you're hearing this, this, this can happen if a man gets defensive. I was defensive, not yelling, just defensive. I was like, you know, I was frustrated. Mm-hmm. I was frustrated because I, I thought I was saying what I wanted to say. But she was smart enough to know, no, 
It's not what you really feel. Now that took mm -hmm. intuition and wisdom from her to know that. And I it took like five hours. In the beginning, it would be like five, six hours, maybe a day, whatever. I'd be like, and then I'd say the thing. And it was more, it was really more internal. It was about myself like, well, you know what? I think I had a fear about this, whatever. Or I think I was just being really insecure in that moment. She's like, thank you. And I'm like, yeah. huh. <laughs> and you know, because I wasn't judged either though. And I was like, oh, wow. Honesty is so powerful. I started feeling free. I started feeling so free and because I wasn't blaming anybody else and I wasn't putting it on anybody else. I was just like saying about what the thing was for me. And that can apply also, you know, with cancel culture or with anything is it's like, if you're in that position to like, I think I'm just feeling this. And so what had happened from that, and I was explaining to this, this buddy of mine, I said, what happened from that is I then began to practice. And it was frustrating at times because I didn't realize how many years of conditioning of, I wouldn't say from a people pleasing, I'm just, I was very much known as kind of the mediator. Everybody kind of brings stuff to me. I keep the kind of the peace, I bring it out the truth and everybody, but like, you know, I just, I think for me, I don't know really what it was. I mean, I probably could, that's a longer topic for another time, but it was like, I wasn't communicating. That's what was also making me unwavering and confusing, especially in relationships. I was like, oh shit. I was like, that's what is missing. Because if I'm talking more like this and I know more of my inner self and I know what I'm really feeling and I can vocalize it, I'll also be able to see who can handle and who can't and how they handle it and how, what they deal with and all these things too. And so that was definitely a game changer. And then I took that years later into, you know, my last relationship who was an absolute godsend um, and uh, a person we, we admire each other to this day no longer together. And I remember there were moments where I'd have that. She'd be like, but what do you really want to say? And then I'd say, I got much faster. The, the time got faster. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, and by the way, everybody listening, it's, you know, honesty, some, it, it, we're, I get it. We can worry what somebody is going to think. We can worry what somebody's going to think. But the weight of holding on to it is so much heavier. It's so yeah. much heavier. I guarantee it the relief that comes from just saying the thing um, is, is freedom. It's so it's, freedom. Yeah. It really is. And here's the thing about, about that. I am practicing candor with compassion these days. Mm. I think it's so important to be candid, but with compassion. And of course, if you're not used to expressing your own truth and you start to try to do that, you're probably not going to deliver it in the most eloquent and graceful way in the beginning. And that's okay. That's okay. Right. The only way you get to a place where you learn to understand that balance of candor and compassion is through trial and error and allowing yourself to be free to express it. And so I think it's like part of us have to have a little bit of compassion for people to express themselves and know that, okay, they're trying, you know, and maybe they're going to deliver some stuff that's a little sharp and that's a little edgy and it's maybe a little defensive and that's okay. It's okay. You know, like understand that that is, that's allowed and you can see beyond it. It's hard to see beyond it though, when you don't, I mean, you haven't gone beyond it within yourself. Right. I always say that you can't connect with someone's pain or you'll only be able to connect with someone else's pain at the level that you've been able to connect with your own. Mm -hmm. You'll only be able to connect with someone else's happiness at the level that you've been able to connect with your own happiness. Everything is a reflection. Everything you can do within yourself, you'll be able to mirror and um, see within others. 
And so it's really important. And speaking to that idea where you felt like you said it was the most freeing thing to actually say my truth, like I felt free. It's because intimacy is all about, you know, being allowed to fully express yourself without the fear of restriction. And restriction does not let you feel free. And so when you don't have a fear of that restriction, you truly are free. I got to tell you, I know we were talking about this on our phone conversation lately. We, you know, when I've been dating, um, you know, I've been going on on different dates with men and if I'm not feeling it, you know, I let them know, I let them know like straight up, but I'm, I deliver it with compassion and I deliver it with kindness because they deserve that, you know, just because I'm not feeling it doesn't mean I have to be a bitch or I have to be cold or I have to, you know, like I respect that, you know, a lot of the men that I've been out with are great people, like really nice, great guys. And I've enjoyed their company fully, but I can tell that something's missing. And every single one of them, the response to me has been, thank you for being so honest with me. Yeah. They said it's refreshing for a woman to finally actually be honest, as opposed to ghosting or coming up with an excuse as to why. I was like, I could have easily come up with an excuse as to maybe why, you know, just to kind of buffer the blow. But I'm like, no, I'm going to be honest and I'm not going to take responsibility for their feelings. I'm actually going to let them choose how they want to feel in this moment. It's it's actually honoring somebody, by the Mm -hmm. way. And I and. I think women used to be really good at doing that. Um, and then, yeah, we, society and culture has kind of changed that up a little Flip bit. the roles. Really. Yeah, and, and I, I, have found, <laughs> I have found, I'm gonna say this, thank God, like uh, women have come before us to be the ones that do that. As a man doing that, I'm telling you, it's actually some of the hardest I have ever, because like, it's hard, like I said, you're a queen. You just may not be my queen. Like when, when, once we start really developing ourselves, we're not going on like, you said it, you were actually out with really good men. Mm-hmm. Well, my dates have been really good or like the, the possibilities have been really, really gr- like, I mean, amazing. I mean, that's like saying like, this is queen, just not for my kingdom. And, and when you said something's missing, by the way, for anybody listening, we're not talking about lists and uh, perfection. And, and that's no. not, people who've done the work already know that <laughs> we live in our imperfection. <laughs> so yeah. it's the soul. It's operating from the soul. And um, I was talking with a very uh, a young uh, rabbi the, uh, the other day. He's very, uh, very interesting man, 37, I think-ish. Um, he's very... Uh, judicious like in the in in middle of the like no extremism in religion no extremism in science no extremism in agnostic no extremism in anything like always be like i know that which i don't know everything nothing mm-hmm. right and we were having this conversation and i actually gave him i, I i'll be vulnerable i i gave the play-by-play from the time i was divorced to today and um and we had this amazing conversation and like he's like wow he's like you know it's amazing it's incredible and he said you know um, let me share something with you. And I said, okay. And he said, I was with my best friend for 12 years, 12 years. He's like, it's not who my wife is now. He said, I was with her for 12 years and engaged. And he said, this person was perfect in the sense of from beauty to support, loving, kind, nurturing, everything. I couldn't 
fully be who I wanted to be in front of her. And that was a realization I had to find is like that only at the soul level could I, that on like where the fullness of the freedom of fully being yourself. He's like, was I myself? Yes. But my fullness of myself, the whole self that why would, what, what's the, those, those little nuances of little things that like, why would that matter? Why that, that would never matter. That should never matter that area. And it was one of the hardest things, you know, that he had or ever had to do. And he even, you know, did the whole, you know, sometime later, I don't want to tell his whole story because I, I feel bad, but like, you know, um, sometime later he was like, he even was like, oh my God, and you know, I made a mistake in this. And she was like, no, you know, you know, you do know. And I can't let you, you know. And yeah. he had some almost, I was like, oh, he goes, oh yeah, I'm like you. He's like, I've had almost. I was like, whew, he's like six of them. I'm like, damn, uh. <laughs> he said six of them. Hey fam, quick break from the show. Just to let you know, I'm doing a bit more writing on my weekly letter. It's called Permissionless. I talk about all things health, wealth, happiness, and personal fulfillment. As many of you may know, writing is my passion. I love connecting with all of you on that. I would love to see you go subscribe, mattgoddessman.substack.com. Subscribe if you haven't already. And also please remember to leave a rating and review for this podcast on Apple or Spotify as it really helps spread the mission even further. And as the ratings and reviews go up, even more people can learn about what we're doing over here. And I really appreciate that. And of course, if there's someone you think that might be a good fit for coming on the show, you can always DM me on Instagram. As I always tell you guys, DM me at Matt Gosman. You can tag them in the message and I'll be able to look at them and try to connect. And I truly love you guys. I just want to say thank you as always. Please continue to support the show by connecting in all the other ways. And now let's get back to it. I'm actually getting somewhere with this. He said six of them. I'm like, all right. Uh, how'd that go? And he goes, well, you know, they, I never got engaged to them, but they were, you know, these are beautiful women. These were yeah. noble, beautiful women, but something at the soul, if I had to be really honest, it was just a soul level. It's a soul thing to make that decision. He's like, then I did what, you know, a lot of Orthodox rabbis, uh, cause he eventually became an Orthodox rabbi. And he said like, yeah, I went on a lot of dates. Like you, you do one date to do what exactly you did, where you date, you have that right away. You say like, Hey, I'm not really feeling about this. He's like, I got burnt out. And I was done. And he said that there's this uh, expression called histadis, which means um, when the effort is finished, God takes over. Ooh. When you have exhausted yourself on the field of battle of trying your best and you find yourself in your integrity and your honesty, and this is, he was telling this from me, <laughs> basically, <laughs> you will surrender. You will surrender it over to God because you will surrender the control because you have done the effort to develop and lead from the kind of character that is, you know, that call that, that, that makes it all come together. And uh, I was like, all right. And so, and then to finish his story, basically, I was like, well, what happened? How did we get to here? And he goes, I was burnt out. I was done. That's it. Put a fork in me. I don't want to hear it. It's like, I had to be in a, in a wedding in uh, New York. And I get this phone call. Someone's like, hey, can you do this a favor? Can you meet up with so-and-so? Like, just like at this thing the few, a little bit before whatever. And he's like, huh, what? Yeah, sure, where, what do I need to be? Like, he's like, I was so out of it. I was so like not with it. And he goes, I showed up to this place. I walk up the stairs. I walk in. I see here within 10 minutes, it's done. It's a wrap. That was my wife. And I'm like, damn. Wow. <laughs> and he was just talking about, you know, 
we, we're, we, yes, we have to know ourselves and we have to do our work and we have to uh, safety knowing and trust. We have to develop ourselves, all of these things, um, you know, um, but we also have to allow and we have to receive. Mm -hmm. And because if we aren't careful, whether in relationships or in life or in work or in even like the macro and cancel culture, and we try to control the outcomes or control the other people or control whatever it is that we're, we're, we're wanting to control, we're not realizing the gifts that are actually really trying to get in. That we're, not realizing, we're not realizing the bigger picture. We're yeah. just trying to control it. <laughs> and this is where yeah there's a part there's part there's part of you really knowing that there's a part of like i just got to surrender and let go right i mean and that's uh, by the way uh, you know for anybody listening that's I, i'm making it sound beautiful believe me and i told nicole before the show started i'm like god <laughs> it's a marathon it's a marathon it's a marathon because, well you know here, go ahead. here's why i chose and, and when i said in the beginning that some people may have not agreed that it was appropriate for me to share my healing journey mm -hmm. as I was discovering my trauma with sexual abuse as a child and as I was processing it in real time. I don't believe that we are here to show the masterpiece after healing. Mm -hmm. We're here to show the journey because the masterpiece is constantly evolving anyway. That masterpiece is shifting and changing as you heal further and further. And so I think it's important to show people the ugliness, okay, like the uglier parts of the healing journey, the the truth, the vulnerability, the messiness, the the fear, the the grief, you know, as well as the empowerment, as well as the joy that comes in and the love. All of it's important, all of it's valid. And I think it's just important that we start getting a little bit more real about this whole entire process yeah. as opposed to just speaking up from a place of like you know that ma that that ideal masterpiece of healing right a hundred percent you you're you're uh, it's very it resonates very deeply with me i recently went back into some uh i found some new communities off instagram um it, writers but like backgrounds kind of similar to mine but like um the art and then basically what what i ended up realizing was uh, kind of more of this talk about building in public being mm -hmm. of service and building in public and you have me think building the masterpiece in public because if we make the people a part of it and be like here's how i'm driven by my purpose and you're a part of it or you can watch it and that's fine too but if i demonstrate the journey then i'm leading you know um by I'm leading by design. Like I'm leading in this, this like very honest, like I'll do it in front of you. That's why some of the most popular people and brands right now, aside from what trends, I'm not talking about the trendy stuff, the ones that are like coming out of nowhere, it's because they're like, I'm doing it in front of you and I'll show you. And I hope mm -hmm. it also helps you. And then that way I'm student and teacher. Yeah. I mean, and that's where the most potent content is coming from right now. Like the, like the real content, not the, like the ones that kind of like have, it looks like a masterpiece and the numbers are, you know, these guys are putting, and gals are putting up numbers that are like, because people are like, oh, like, thank you. And you're vulnerable. Like you're showing me like how it's happening in real time. And, you know, it also does take responsibility because these people, same with you, it's sort of like, here's what I'm learning and I'm not forcing it on anybody. I'm saying like, hey, I'm documenting it. 
and here's like the numbers and here's the results and here's the research and here's what I'm finding and here's like this may be help this is a great article here's what I put together for you here's what I did when I, here's after I did it here's the results from it and it shows people it gives people trust like I can trust that person you're like yeah because they're being really honest and raw at the same time they're just saying like I know that which I do not know everything mm -hmm. you know and so um they're being both the student and the teacher and uh so build the masterpiece in public is uh, a way to you know and it's also great therapy <laughs> you know people like it, it really you know, is it really is you know build your and own they, cheerleaders <laughs> and at the end of the day we've all got to know that you know we're all imperfect we've all got our shit to deal with you know but it's it's like you said it's how we navigate it it's how it's like when you talked about the, the basketball and the chicago bulls and it's like how you lose is as equally important as how you win, it's everything. right? And so how I go through the hard times of my journey is just as important to show people how I go through the high, highlights of my life, you know? And obviously when we look at social media, it's usually a representation of what we want everyone to see, uh, what we think we want everyone to see. And so it doesn't really give you the depth of what most people are really looking for. I like that. I can win with you. Can I lose with you? Yes. Can I lose yes. with you? Yes. <laughs> Uh, that's going on the second podcast that's coming up, by the way. Just a little quick shout out to that <laughs> and Substack. That'll be this Saturday's post. Thank you for being the inspiration for that. Yeah. Can I win with you? Yes. Can I lose with you? And um, we learn so much. I, I'm fortunate enough that I came from parents where my father lost big. I mean, as a man, I can only imagine the ego like the death of the ego that came and the ego blow from losing so big and a mother who like recognized him for who he was and and she had warned him about before the mistake happened this by the way you guys really want to go in the whole dynamic of like masculine feminine the intuition and the knowing this woman knew it she knew that some of his business partners something felt off something and i'm gonna then tie this into another another point but something felt off but he was so um strong-willed in his head and in his ego that he kept going she still supported but eventually did come to fruition what she had thought was off and it cost him all everything a lot of money and i should say everything a lot of like the most money ever and instead of abandoning him mm -hmm. watching how he handled it and he took it so now this is this is key he took it so hard he took it so hard that what she saw wasn't you know um like you know it's like oh well he can't you know he he can't pick himself back up he can't this he can't that oh he's hurting because he feels like he let himself down and his family down so she saw his truth the real like even though he might have been exhibiting behavior, it's like, oh, you know, how do you bounce back from this? And like, oh, you know, if he's not gonna do this, I'll leave, you know, whatever. So she mm -hmm. saw his truth. And then for about six months, worked on grounding him back into his knowing, all, something only she could have done. Wow. And then he then built over the next 30 years until he passed, much more intentionally, much more by design, much more patiently, every experience that he went through, he redesigned it completely. And so that, you know, that's team dynamic. You know, that's like, 
not being so quick to respond, you know, or react, I should say react, you know? Um, and so, you know, can I win with you, but can I also lose with you? So, mm -hmm. so important. Right. And so yeah. that, that, um, and watching that is kind of what's always inspired me of like, that's how you have to play. You know, it, you know, we're not perfect and we're going to make mistakes, but can we lose together accordingly, you know, and help each other and support each other in that, in that time, you know? And so we're, you know, even in the macro right now watching, like, you know, there's a lot of people separated, losing, <laughs> you know, and not together, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, I think that that's why there's so much friction and so much like, you know, yeah, you guys are all realizing like you were all fine when none of this stuff was coming to the surface because you can all win together. Even if like things were not aligned with each other, you know, with the things that you're not discussing. But yeah. now everything's coming to the surface. That's also what we're witnessing too is everything. And, and we, Nicole and I won't probably say it on this podcast, but when we mean everything, we mean everything coming to the surface. We just won't go down those, you know, rabbit holes and, and all that stuff. I even had a person ask like, but what do you mean by everything? I'm like, just go do some research. <laughs> go use a third party, uh, you know, a third party uh, search engine and just, just, just start looking stuff up, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, you know, so yeah, can I win with you, but more importantly, can I lose with you? Right. Wow. You know, and it's so important because I've been, I've been attempted to be canceled twice. Mm. And, you know, my audience is wonderful. Uh, the people who are still following me and the people who aren't, you know, they're wonderful. Uh, and it's the people who are still following me that I believe they're like, they were, they were winning with me and they're willing to lose with me. That's a good and point. that is a really, that's a beautiful quality. Like I'm getting emotional just even. I am too, actually. Oh. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you, yeah. there's the reason why it's so important, I think, to talk about cancel culture. When we talk about knowing ourselves and being able to lead authentically, to lead from that place of integrity that you're talking about because you are so connected to your soul's purpose and who that soul is and what your soul is here to do. You also learn so much about yourself that then helps you understand the world, right? Yeah. And a lot of my healing, like I do a lot of inner child healing. It's really one of my strengths. And I started to kind of look at cancel culture. Like once the, the most recent time, which was just last year, you know, that I was attempted to be canceled, which I'll say will never happen because the, the when we talk about like energy in the root chakra, the basic need of the root chakra for all of us is the right to exist, the right to have a body, the right to have a life. And I know because I've healed a lot of the safety and fear and not feeling safe parts of me, I know I have a right to exist. And so no matter how much anyone will try to come at me with that kind of cancel culture energy, uh, I know deep in my own soul that it doesn't matter what they do. I know I still exist and I'm still going to have my voice and I will speak it proudly and loudly for whoever wants to hear it. And those who don't, it's totally okay with me too. I'm not doing it to be validated, right? I'm not doing it for you to validate me. I've already done the validation for myself. But cancel culture is a trauma response based out of the sacral chakra, which is that second one, which is in like for women, it's our womb space. For men, it's below your belly button. 
It's where your abundance codes are. And it is the basic need to have change, to have variety, to have excitement. And it is the need to have permission and the need to be allowed. And when someone is trying to cancel you, it is because they're acting out a wound that they were not allowed to have their full expression, that they were that they did not have permission to do the things that they always wanted to do, or there were certain things they weren't allowed to do. Maybe they weren't allowed to have change in variety. We as leaders need to constantly be growing, evolving, learning. And we can't do any of that if we're not allowed to change our opinions, our views, our perspectives. You know, all of that has, there has to be some sort of allowance right? The need, to, the need to be allowed for all of that to happen in order for creative flow to come in, in order to like see things differently, in order to evolve. Mm-hmm. And so cancel culture is saying, I didn't get to feel all of that. You don't get to have the right to do all of that. And so when you realize where it's all coming from, it's no longer personal. It's no longer about me. Anyone who tries to cancel me, I know it has nothing to do with me. Right. And I think it's important for us to understand that because how do you, how do you bring new ideas to the forefront, new ways of doing things, new ways of being, when we're not allowed to explore the things outside of the box that are allowed and all the really good shit is always outside the box. Right. Oh, (laughs) I've lived there my whole life and uh, I couldn't imagine being inside of it. (laughs) You know, you you, again, very beautiful points. Um, when people see something opposite to what they've experienced, it can trigger them, period. Mm-hmm. And they can attack a person or an influential person or whatever person, anybody, especially people who are more on public display and say, that's not how it is. This is what, it, you know, that's a bunch of this, that's a bunch of that, like whatever, all this other stuff. And it's basically, and how I think we got here is because as conversations started opening up, conversations started getting pushed, boundaries started getting pushed. And that's why, and that's an energy. And so that's mm-hmm. <laughs> expanding. And so it's also, it's beautiful because it's actually forcing people that basically have to start dealing with shit. It's a vibe I love. <laughs> and, right. And you know, now, not everybody's dealing with it yet and it's you know still early um i think we're getting closer and closer to where there is if it's anything i've learned from my own personal journey is you get to a point where like nothing else will do but solving it for yourself nothing Mm -hmm. else will do period nothing else will do and depends on how much pain you want from not solving it (laughs) it's basically that what's the, the pain of staying the same until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change, then you'll change. And, you know, I can speak personally, like, whew, once that got, once, once I got to that point, I'm like, yeah, uh, I will take the pain of change all day long. Well, and I've always been very adaptable anyways, and that's a different story. But I just, I think that, um, you know, pe- we're, we just witnessing people who, you know, well, if you can't, like you said, if you can't have that, then I can't have that. And it's like, you can have that. <laughs> you know, it's like, what yeah, do you, what you're do you, absolutely what, right. If you want it's, it, if you even need it, if it's even for yeah. you, you know, so yeah. like, it's like, I'm giving you permission. Right. You don't need permission for me, but because you're not giving yourself permission, I'm right. here to tell you, you have permission right. to have yeah. all the feelings that you have and it's okay. 
That's like wait, when people were getting really upset with, you know, something that I had done and other people were extremely grateful. Um, you know, it I knew it's like it's okay. They are allowed to have these feelings yeah. that they have. Yeah. You know, and they're allowed to see things from their own perspective, but it's not going to change. Right. You know, my desire to share all of me right. because I've always promised my audience you will always get the full breadth of Nicole Frolic. Yeah. You will not get a watered down version. You will not get the version that is light, <laughs> you know, right. diet Nicole, like you won't get that. <laughs> You're always going to get the full breadth of who I am. And I, you know, I question, I was like, Ooh, should I have said that? Or should I have like opened up about this? But I was like, you know what? I know that it helped certain people. Mm -hmm. It empowered certain people. Yeah. And so and that's where my integrity came in. I was like, I know my intention was to help people. I know where I was coming from. I know my own integrity. Uh, I know the purpose of why I was doing what it is. And I know my own heart. Mm -hmm. So however anyone else receives it, that's on them. And that's why it's so important, again, when we talk about leadership and we see like companies kowtowing to the public, you know, and, and all of this stuff. It's like, I respect someone so much more when they won't kowtow to my actual perspective. Right. I'm like, okay, they actually feel really strongly about that. I want to listen more. This like, goes, I want to learn. See, that goes right back to even when we're talking about the dynamics in relationship. Like, you may not have to agree, be like, damn, I respect him or her. Like, <laughs> you're like, good for you. You know, again, delivery, of course, everybody listening, I'm not saying just be honest to be honest, but it's like being honest, but with you know, character with, with compassion, like, oh no, this is where I'm at, you know, and this yeah. is how I'm leading. You're hundred percent right. Cause you can, I, I, there's been a, several companies that I'm like, you lost my respect. Um, mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't like how you're handling it. And you know, and it's funny because uh, I've even had this conversation with um, one of the brands that I, I consult with. We were talking about this back at the beginning when some of the stuff was going on. Yeah. He's like, it's hard to partake in any of this. And I was like, can I tell you why? And he's like, well, I know why, but I want to hear your take. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, because you and I never actually had the problem to begin with because mm. we were always, because we were always operating from, you know, that higher integrity that, you know, almost kind of watching companies quote unquote, correct or kowtow or do what they're doing is almost kind of saying that they weren't naturally thinking of all human beings or all whatever, or, or just honoring beings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, whereas we were never really like, I was like, and our work has shown, you, you see everything all across our work about like, nobody would ever be able to look at no otherwise. You're like, oh, so more of the same of how we've already been behaving, you know? And there were a lot of, I think, you know, companies trying to kowtow and really just profit from that as a trend as well. And so I look at it as like, wow, you know, what's that say about the leadership within your own, you know, organization? Um, and how they're making decisions or the agencies that they're outsourcing their ideas to right now, you know, and saying, this is a trend, you know, we need to do this and do that. And it's like, you know, we almost kind of, you can almost feel a little bit of, you know, it's, it all comes down to respect. It's sort of like, Hey, like you don't have to necessarily care to me. I just wanted you to know about this stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't actually have to go ahead and like now, you know, <laughs> write a whole business plan around that. Thank you. Marketing. Um, it was just saying like, I exist, here's what's going on, here's where I'm coming from, and thank you for listening. Yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. Except for even the ones on, on the side that were expressing themselves who also wanted to make it about 
their pocketbooks too, but that's a different, yeah. that's a different podcast, a different story. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, you know, I just, um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but I like the fact, I just like the fact that you brought up about like the, it's, it's, you know, this, this respect, it's, respect. it's respect. I, re I respect because, you know, I may not agree with you, but you certainly believe in yourself and you believe in your own critical thinking, the, the, however you got to that belief, uh, and your ability to explain it, like either, you know, I'll, I'll listen, there's someone I follow and, you know, I don't agree with all of the things he says. I agree with a lot of things he says. I actually enjoy more listening to him when he's talking about stuff I don't agree with because he does it with such conviction, mm. you know, and he does it with a, I don't give a shit if you don't agree with me kind of attitude, not because he doesn't value his audience but because he knows, like, again, he's showing up, you're here to, to, to listen to my viewpoints, I have to be honest and truthful about who I am and why I feel the way I do or think the way I do. And it's very respectful, because when we go back to that masculine energy, he knows himself, mm -hmm. and he knows where he's making his choices from. And as a woman, that's attractive, <laughs> not necessarily as in a, I want to be with him, but just as in a, that's attractive. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's, and that's a form of leadership, you mm -hmm. know, and that was, and it leads right back into that. That was the conversation that I, I, you know, said to my, my buddy the other day and I said, we have to lead. We have to lead period. End of story. We have to lead. And you have to define what real honest leadership looks like. And you can't kowtow to, you know, um, to anything that's compromising from your integrity and from your knowing. And so you have to have a, a relationship with your knowing and lead from there. You have to be convicted. You have to be confident. And, you know, and, and I think, you know, I know society kind of got like, oh, be more confident. They never really talked about it. They just kind of said, be more confident. And, and I tell people, I'm like, the work is confidence. Because when you actually are doing the work, what happens is you're, like somebody does something to you or, or it could be in a relationship. Like, you know what? I actually, listen, you know, I certainly don't talk to myself that way or feel that way about me can like, you know, so I don't really like I do this in business. I'm like, I, I'm not going to allow you to talk to me that way either, but I'm we're in it. I'm going to let's have yeah. a conversation. We can have a conversation for sure. But like you got to you got to pull back a little bit. You know, I mean, people get mad like, oh, don't talk to me. That. Like, excuse me. Exactly. Thank you. You just proved my point. There you go. Yeah. So let's 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 honor each other in the conversation. So we the, we become more confident and leader when we do that internal work and that that clarity and honesty it's it really it truly is a game changer and i also you know i also mentioned him i said we have to honor women you know all of them you know especially the ones that we don't end up with we have to honor them um because we have to bring that level of trust back to you know um men for mm -hmm. men and you know as much as women I feel are the more intuitive, more uh, wisdom, more like, you know, in their knowing. That's one of the beautiful gifts. Men have to develop their intuition that women naturally have. That's why you have a sixth sense. And uh, there's a thing in, in Judaism that talks about when man isn't connecting to his heart enough or, or to God, God will work through a woman. And Ooh. yeah, and it's, uh, and it's fascinating because it's, and, it, and it's the whole idea of even if it comes out, quote unquote, irrational or like something that's not, you know, it's made to make a man think. It's said to make a man think, take a step back and not and learn patience and not react, but be like, 
what am I missing the mark on? Mm. Outside of the home or inside the home or wherever, what am I missing the mark on? It's not what she's saying. There's an energy going on. What do I need to like reflect on at this moment? And when we can take a step back and we can either ask questions or we can like, you know, but we, it's, it's meant to teach us patience, not anger. It's meant to teach us like, you know, fortitude, right? Not like, um, you know, wavering and, uh, you know, defensiveness and, you know, all these other things, right? So, um, yeah, when we, when man is not connecting to himself or his heart uh, or God, he will work through a woman. And because she's naturally open in the heart and in the, you know, the third eye and the, and the intuition uh, and the crown, you know, all these things, like um, mm -hmm. she can feel it. That's why, that's why the beauty of women, but I, I, I'm fascinated by women that, that knowing you're like, something feels off and you're fucking right every single time. I really don't know when you're not, to be honest with you. I'm just like, damn. And I, I told this friend, I said, funny thing is, is I was like, they, they know everything internally. They can feel, they can feel the moment you're thinking about them any time of the day. I was like, they know you months before they meet you. <laughs> like they, it comes in and like, oh, yep, I can feel that. You know, I was like, there's an intuition there that's, you know, it's beautiful if you honor it. And I was like, but, yeah. you know, there's been a lot of, a lot of the behaviors of men over the last so many decades and, you know, century or two, you know, whatever that has happened. It's cyclical, but I was like, we have to, we have to start leading back from that place again. That brings them back into like, you know what? I like how they're stepping up. They seem more leader-esque and receiving of what we bring in that power that we have. I'd like to start leaning back more into that power versus kind of trying to, I was like, they're compensating for what we're not leading. Do you understand mm -hmm. that? And he was like, ooh. I'm like, they're compensating for, it started in our parents' generations and marriages and maybe the man wasn't leading the home uh, as kosher or whatever it was, or maybe like whatever, the policies by government, whatever. And I was like, and it, it, it forced women into, you know, kind of maybe um, being like, if they're not gonna lead, I'm going to have to lead, you know, differently or however, and I was like, and so we have to like demonstrate that you know, we're reliable, that we are reliable. Yeah. And I think it's a, I think it's a mix of two things. I think it's partially of what you're talking about, but I also want the women to take responsibility for the fact that some women have believed that in order for them to have their power, they need to take it away from men. Thank you. Or they need to become that. <laughs> and <laughs> my job. <drop>. And... <laughs> I think we've got to take responsibility on both sides of the aisle. I do agree. You know, where men have to reclaim their power um, and lead from that place mm -hmm. that uh, they're designed to lead from. And women have to actually find their power in their own femininity and yeah. not need to take it away from a man. Uh, and so that they can allow the man to lead from the place that they are so that he can then provide the container for you to be in all your glory. Yeah, we need and, each other. We need each yeah, other. Yeah, we need each other. We're, we're a team. We're a team. Yeah. You know, it's not you or me. You know, it's we. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I, thank you for, for being really honest and saying that um, 100% because there's, there's responsibility on both sides. Mm -hmm. Because the more you can root and ground into your feminine power. The, I, I, was, I was telling, uh, I was giving advice to a friend of mine who uh, we all train and um, she's a little bit older and, and we were talking um, and I said, there is nothing stronger than you can do than to be honest to a man. I was like, because as she was, you know, re going back out into the dating world again, whatever. And I was like, you know, at first she wasn't saying what she wanted to. And I'm like, 
when you do it, you actually change the man. If he, if he wasn't already kind of accepting or if he was already kind of just being kind of what you were, what she was experiencing on some of these dates. And like, I'll give you an example, not on a date where she was, um, she was out the, the night before at a dinner, a restaurant or whatever, and they're about to leave. And, you know, some men are like, oh, no, stay behind, you know, stay. Part of it, she's like, no, actually, I'm getting up to go to church, actually, in the morning. But, you know, you guys have fun. Like, no, 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 you know. And she's like, no, nah, like, church is actually a really, really cool thing. I actually really love it. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to go. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, and I'm like, let me tell you something. I was like, it doesn't matter if they're religious or not. They went home and they thought about their choices. I was like, because you were, you were just, you were honest and you were like about something kind of greater that's more grounding and more spiritual, more like, you know, I was like, when men hear honest stuff from women, we, oh yeah, we, we reflect on it. We're like, damn, you know, we may not, I admit it, but a lot of men may not. Oh yeah. yeah. They, they, they question their choices. Like, Ooh, am I like, should I, should I be doing that? Like, should I be thinking about these things? Should I be reading that? Should I be like thinking about that more? Women don't think men that that happens. It does actually more often than not. The honesty that comes from women can shift men who may not have been able to shift for years, you know? Oh, wow. Oh yeah. That, so that's why that, but ladies on, take notes. <laughs> but, but, and, and where does honesty come from the heart? Mm -hmm. So you don't have to ghost. You don't have to any, just like how you're behaving. You're helping realign men. To be, look at the response from men. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. They're going to think about that. They'll be like, that's a standard. That's how somebody, talks to me and that's how like and how am I talking how am I leading like that then you know and so these types of you know this is how we learn this is how we we you know we connect but honesty whew, when a woman's honest there's nothing more powerful now with grace not yes. to be like you, you <laughs> that's, that's why I say candor with compassion I love that you said that I was like with grace candor with compassion all the way because you can't just be like well you're this you're like and I also learned not to do you statements right your 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 no i'm feeling this i'm experiencing yes. this and i want to share that with you um and i'm working on it but here's what i'm 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 what's coming up for me so now i'm not only not putting it on you but i'm sharing with you what i'm going through or what i'm experiencing mm -hmm. and um i'm not designating the responsibility to you I'm actually showing you I'm trying to be responsible for what I am feeling. You can trust that because now you're like, okay. all right, like I respect, like that's what you always want. Women always wanted men to be open and, and vulnerable. But I, I think what I, what, I, what I believe is, but with accountability and assurance of like, here's what I'm going through and what I'm experiencing. Uh, and here's how I'm, you know, I'm dealing with it. Here's what I'm working through and, you know, and, and what I'm doing in, in that process. You can support that because you can be like, I respect the openness and still being a person of action as in like not allowing it to just get stuck. And even if the person does get a little stuck, like let me use my wisdom and intuition, like, okay, thank you for sharing that. Like, you know, what about this? And then asking those really great questions, listening, right? And asking really great questions that only that your wisdom can maybe at that moment provide. Like again, team dynamics, we can actually mm -hmm. help each other like conquer lands if we wanted to, you know, create kingdoms, but we gotta, we gotta do it together, right? Yeah, you got to take responsibility for yourself, your yeah. own feelings, how you're experiencing something and share that. Just yeah. share it yeah. and let the other person receive it however way they're going to receive it. Some might be ready to receive it in a really, you know, kind of more healed way and some won't. Right. But you can't you can't um, diminish 
your own truth or your own expression at the cost of making sure someone else feels more comfortable. And there it is. And that's a wrap on cancel culture. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly it. And, and that's why I, you know, I wanted to have that discussion with you at the, the micro level, the macro level, the micro with the, us as individuals, us in our, our relationship with ourselves, us in our relationship with another, us in our relationship in the micro in the sense of the community and us in the sense of our relationship with the macro. And if we're not, it, that's why I say it always starts in the micro yeah. and we're just watching a massive fight happen in the macro of whatever is not being worked on in the micro. Let me say this one thing before we close out. Yeah. Cause I, I always love to see the opportunity in the negative. Please. <laughs> the opportunity of cancel culture for all of us is forcing those of us who really want to lead to deeply know ourselves. Mm -hmm. You won't be able to navigate cancel culture effectively if you don't know yourself deeply. And so it is in a way acting as a teacher. It's almost like that big monster that's coming up in our face that's saying, are you ready for me? And forcing us to look at all the things inside of us that won't allow us to lead at the level that we're wanting to lead at. So in a way, it is kind of forcing the leaders who are really ready to step up and lead from that place that I think a lot of us are craving leaders to step up into to finally get there. 100%. So that's where I see the opportunity of it. There's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of people, uh, for lack of better terms, you know, a sleeper who haven't really maybe thought to do the work yet that are that will learn things that we learned many, many, many years ago, which is like sooner or later, the exhaustion, the pain of staying the same mm -hmm. is worse than the pain of change. And you start to go, all right, maybe I gotta change my environment. Maybe I gotta try something new. You yeah. Know, if hopefully God willing, you, you make it to that point um, without really, you know, doing anything extreme. So um, it's such an opportunity to also change. It, it, it's an opportunity for us as leaders, um, especially to also redesign where we're heading because it's like, hey, glad you guys are all finally talking like what do you mean we're all yelling it's like yeah but you're finally allowing the shit to come out so yes, like yeah. let's have a conversation I'm like what do you mean aren't you mad like this is this and i'm like i'm not mad i know who i am i'm like and i don't give that away to anybody you know and that's why i also don't get into too many conversations that are like can i fuel a fire like on one side or the other like why would i do that like that makes mm -hmm. absolutely no sense you know, I'm like, and by the way, you all fundamentally want the same thing. It's just that it gets repackaged and re-memed completely different. I'm like, I'm watching you all use memes from last year on the other side or this side or that side over here. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that meme, but now it's being recycled to fit your stuff, which was actually the reason why they were using it for their stuff, which is almost kind of the same argument, just packaged <laughs> differently. And I'm like, and I will not say what that thing is because I don't want to, like, yeah. because it's an energy that doesn't matter. The yeah. point is, is that you all want the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, that freedom and sovereignty of existing, as you said earlier, in this world. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what, guys? That has responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't just do it and be an asshole at the same time. It's not how life works. You can exist and you have to, like, ground in the nature of the, the values and, the, and compassion and, and integrity and all these other things and be like, to your point, I'm not you and you're not me and we do not have to agree we just have to make sure that we really respect each other in the process. And maybe along the way, we might learn something from each other too.
Yeah. And when you're worried about changing yourself, you know, like, wow, this doesn't feel right. I feel like I need to do something new. So important to remember that oftentimes that's a result of getting lost in the crowdedness of conformity. Yeah. Finally, like, you know what? I need to rediscover my original blueprint. Yep. And it happens. Like a lot of times, I'm glad you brought up even about the evolution of us, like in, um, like on, online and in our in our audience and our work. And you're, you know, shout out to the audience because you're right. I wanted to say that earlier um, that the ones that are with us, no matter what, man, have they? Not only have they seen us grow. Mm-hmm. Here's something I want you know maybe other leaders to understand too. Um, and I want the audience to know the respect that I have for them. And while I was kind of getting choked up earlier when I was thinking about it, what you were saying is that they sometimes see things in us that we haven't even evolved into yet. They already know it. Oh, yes. And I've had, like, it gets me every single time I think about it because some of them have said things that I'm like, that's from God. Like, that's like, almost like, you know, they say to me all the time, like, man, your messages are so perfectly timed. Like, how do you know? How do you this? And I'm like, so are yours. Mm-hmm. You know? I 100% agree with you. I know that it was some of the comments from people who left me during some of the really tough times, you know, where, you know, maybe from some people's perspective, I was losing um, that really got me through that they weren't they I needed to hear those. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a very kind of reciprocal relationship with the audience. Yeah. And and they need to know that, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and it's interesting, too, because it's been interesting to see for me as a guy, both men and women, like, and some men with very, very tough exteriors that have been very like the the most vulnerable. And I'm like, I definitely see you King, you know? And they say it usually to me first, like, thank you King. Like, and you can feel their energy through like what they're going through. Like, damn, you know, like, I got you. We're in this, you know, Uh, we're in the marathon. And, you know, they don't realize to your point the reciprocation like this is a reciprocal relationship and Mm -hmm. um and so that's building the community is like making sure that you know yeah they know like hey you're equally invited to keep continue joining me and and your thoughts as well thank you because um they just don't realize sometimes i'm like on my toughest days you raised my 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 chin like when i was just like what the you know and they come in with these like perfectly timed messages in fact sometimes even in things that you're like i fucking knew it you know what i mean like you you can you just know it at your at a soul level like you're just like and i like i always look up at god i'm like brilliant yeah brilliant absolutely brilliant (laughs) you know so the brilliance and the comedic value you know (laughs) of god and all of you know his glory but anyways thank you um what do you have coming up? Anything exciting that you want to share that you have coming up? Oh, uh, well, um, <laughs> there's season. a lot of things that are developing right now, right. Uh, you know, but it, it's kind of more behind the scenes stuff uh, that's not ready to launch, but there's definitely a lot, tra- like this has been a year of transformation for me. And um, I'm really excited about some of the stuff that I've got coming up, but you know, like right now I'm still like working one-on-one with clients. And of course I've got my inner child online course that, uh, I put a lot of my soul into to help people like navigate this whole thing of healing, because, you know, if you don't know what your needs are, 
you can never receive what it is that you absolutely need, right? And you know, you don't know how to ask for it, your needs. So a lot of that helps build all that. And um, so right now it's just um, trying to expand the podcast. Um, I'm working on actually developing uh, my own method for intimacy and helping people uh, deep, deeply connect to themselves and everyone else in their lives. And um, also expanding my business in executive level coaching, um, which I'm hoping will be launching later this year or early 2023. Nice. It's needed at the business level, too. I, I yeah. love I love all of that. Um, you mentioned you don't know what your needs are. Um, this is vital because it also leads into everything else from the internal way you guide yourself to I'm glad you brought that up. Um, to your relationship with another to all the way into the macro um, and you know in relationships I always I always press people and say know what your needs are know what your needs are know what your values are you know uh, and not materially by the way everybody listening <laughs> know what your needs are like like who are you what are your needs you know mm-hmm. and how are you already currently meeting them before somebody you expect somebody else to meet them so right and for the men out there, we really <laughs> yes. do need to step up in leadership. We, we as women need you to. Um, you must know your needs so that you can start declaring your boundaries. Boom. She, 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 she ain't wrong. <laughs> She's absolutely right. Yeah. I, you know, and for you ladies out there, <laughs> <laughs> for you ladies out there, Men want to lead. They want to tell you everything. Make the space non-judgmental and safe for them to, you know, release and reveal all of that and hold them accountable through your honesty. Hold them accountable to their highest good, not accountable through telling them what they're doing wrong. <laughs> tell, like, hold them accountable for the intuitive knowing you already know about them you know, hold them accountable for their highest contributing good that they are destined to be. That's well one said. part, one part. I agree, 100%. <laughs> and surrender. <laughs> surrender. You got so many women are probably like, no! <laughs> you know, but, and by the way, when I say surrender, I, you know, I think, not that I need to explain it, but I, it's, it's actually, we're always surrendering in some aspect of our lives, men, women, everybody. Like, we're all, we're all surrendering somewhere, um, you know, there's just something so beautiful about when this when a man leads in a certain way that a woman can be so much in who she is. Wow, is she powerful? She mm-hmm. just because she's just like able to like be and express and trust her own knowing because she's not worried about managing me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's she's more about like how do I like expand on already how good I'm feeling so I can continue not only, you know, showing up better for myself, but for this man, you know, for this person, right? So it's massive, massive. Where can everybody find you online? Uh, They can find me, uh, well, my website is NicoleFrolic.com. And of course I'm on Instagram, YouTube, and uh, TikTok. My podcast is called Enlighten Up. And, uh, you know, I, I broadcast it live, well, sometimes live, but it premieres on my YouTube channel. Uh, or it's on Spotify and uh, iTunes, Apple, all that. So uh, those are the main platforms on where you can find me. Amazing. Thank you for, you know, being. (laughs) Thank you for existing. Thank you for sharing all of this. 
Um, and thank you for having these conversations. I, I, I'd much rather see more and more of these conversations happening right now um, because they're really needed. You know, I agree, you know, so which is what we said was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so thank you. And I always you know, I always welcome my guests back on for a second or third round, however many times uh, it's a it's a recurring journey driven podcast. So, you know, three months from now, you're like, I've got another topic I think we should discuss. Yeah, you know, and it happens and it makes for great conversations. And, you know, um, and the audience listens to like the whole way through. I'm I'm I'm, I'm impressed. Oh, <laughs> so I'm like, well, God bless you. You know, you know uh, what? You've got a great audience, but I think it's a reflection, too, of just the amazing work that you're putting out. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Podcast number two is launching here soon. Ten minutes every single day. I love it. Yeah. I'm actually going daily and I am going to pick your brain a little bit. Uh, I usually don't use those words, but I can use, I can use those words because I, we help each other just so you're listening audience, <laughs> you know, so about uh, YouTube, um, I am launching, you know, the shorts, uh, YouTube shorts and uh, YouTube video from, so I've got the full setup now at the house. So everything's being, and it's all templated. Everything's ready. Good. It's just good, good from audio and all those platforms to video. But I am thinking about the live aspect of it as well too and, and whatnot. So, and we'll see, but um, yeah, I'm excited. And uh, I, you know, I've always appreciated your support as well too. And, you know, constantly um, sharing and, you know, just loving on my work. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah. I, I'm so glad that we're connected. I feel honored for this uh, friendship and I wish you all the success in everything you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'll be doing it in public so you can't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for everybody listening, NicoleFrolic.com, uh, F-R-O-L-I-C-K, NicoleFrolic.com. Uh, from there, you should be able to, you'll be able to find her, uh, on all platforms, but you can check out YouTube, uh, TikTok, Instagram, you know, all the, all the places and, um, you know, please, uh, go support. And if you have any questions, you know, you can reach out to her uh, through the website, through DM. However, you know, if you're going through anything, you know, feel free to reach out to her and, and have these conversations. Um, please have the conversations. If you want to have the conversations, have the conversations. Like, don't worry about how that may look or sound to anybody else. Have the conversation. I love a good conversation. Right? right? <laughs> have the convo. Have the convo. You know, and, and by the way, for the record, I'm even witnessing some really, really good people that I know in, in my life that are I'm close with look that they're they're not always even the most open and they're being open as anything can be because they know that their health is the most important thing and they will not let anything sacrifice that and if these people can do it you definitely can do it <laughs> you know so so i gotta share that but um you know appreciate everybody tuning in uh to my amazing guest nicole frolic to myself matt Godisman, to the hustle separately i appreciate you guys thank you for tuning in every single week we are out